This is another Astros podcast. Well, ahead of the four-game series with the Seattle Mariners, hanging out with A.J. Hinch in his office, I'm Steve Sparks. And four-game series with Seattle, haven't seen them yet. But judging by what you saw with the Texas Rangers, you're going to get everybody's best this year. Oh, we are. I mean, that's. I think it's it's part of our division. You know, we, we have a tough division, and, and we beat each other up, and there's always um, a hot team here or there you run into. You're going to get guys' best efforts. We, we're, we are familiar um, with each other. I mean, everybody knows us. We know them. There's obviously a couple names here and there that we have to get used to, uh, like D. Gordon or, and guys like that. But yeah. um, it's, it's, a, it's a full-fledged matchup when uh, over 19 games in a season. Well, I'm noticing, and I just got over from Scott Service's office, and I hear the coaches. I heard Jeff Bannister. Everybody can't wait to play you guys. Yeah, you know, it's, it's there's a target. Sure, no, I think it comes with the territory of winning. I mean, I, you know, we've we've been where a lot of teams want to get to, mm-hmm. and and certainly um, guys take it personal when it's in the division. So there's nice little yeah. rivalries. Like, by yeah. Texas Rangers want to take it after us. They want a series. They feel good about it. Mm-hmm. Um, the Seattle Mariners are, are next. They want to come after us. We're going to see Anaheim next week. They're going to come after us, and it's. Yeah. It's part of being the, the, the team that's being chased, and, and we've got to maintain our composure, maintain our, our discipline, get, you know, play our game, because it doesn't mean that, um, that, that we need to bring anything less than our best. AJ, I've got to ask you this. So the first six games got off to a hot start offensively. Last ten, not so much. What are you seeing? Um, I've seen a little bit of careful at-bats. You know, I think our guys are getting pitched very, very tough, and, mm-hmm. and we've, had, we've run into some some pretty decent pitching or at least game plans that have that have uh, impacted us. But uh, more than anything, I just see us not stringing together quality at bats one after another. We may have one here or there, um, but we haven't been able to do what we do best, which is which is put a good at bat after good at bat after good at bat together, and that makes it really difficult on the pitcher. Um, some of our guys are chasing hits. It happens early in the yeah. season. You, um, you're trying to carve the ball to right field instead of just let the ball travel a little bit and hit it hard. Um, hitting's hard, and it's yeah. easier said than done. But the uh, the more that we can stay disciplined in a game plan and not chase hits, the more the hits will come. I remember you and I talking before the season started. Said, "Hey, everybody needs to be careful. We're going to have these ten game ruts or, or whatever this is. May have a five game losing streak, whatever it is. But this team's good enough to get through that." Yeah, I mean, we're not miserable. We're ten and six, and yeah, we're, we're, exactly. we're sitting pretty. And we, you know, we're, we obviously are trying to win as many games as we can. It always feels the. Uh, that you know, when you're in a situation like us and we're being chased, we're, we're you feel like the the wins are you check mark the box, and when you lose, it's misery. Yeah. And I, we're not going to operate that way. We're going <laughs> to maintain a very even keel about it. We've got to play clean baseball to to be to have our own identity and to be ourselves, and and that will come with the bats. And, and there's going to be times we're going to laugh out loud that we even had a conversation about a so-called struggling offense because yeah. this is a pretty pretty unique group. There's a couple of pitchers in the division. One is Garrett Richards that, you know, you just think if he stays healthy, he's a, a dominant force. The other, James Paxton, who you're facing tonight, what's the biggest challenge? Uh, really just being able to stay in the strike zone. He, he's got such electric stuff that you, you want to you get a little bit anxious with him to hit that fastball. His breaking ball, uh, very similar to McCullers, except it's from the left side, is, yeah. is very difficult to hit. So if you're going to wait around for the curveball, it's going to be a long night for you. Um, if he's landing it in the strike zone, you better get a fastball to hit. So... Um, the challenge is really just staying disciplined in the strike zone with the fastball in order to, to put some pressure on them. Did you think when, when pitchers were taller like he is that it was tougher to pick up the ball? No, I think it all comes down to stuff. I mean, the guys okay. that have good extension, he's a big guy, and, and um, it's more about his mid-90s to upper-90s fastball and his power breaking ball and, and, and him dictating contact. When he pitches inside effectively, he's got a nice little cutter. 
um, he's a good pitcher, and when that happens, there's an anxiousness that that that, that comes to the hitter. That, um, but when he's outside the strike zone, and you get into hitters' counts, like any pitcher at this level, they're yeah, going to get hit, and so you got you got to make up those strikes. Last thing, you, what do you want to see out of Dallas Keuchel to, to take a step forward? It's really efficiency in his strike zone. I mean, he he's got to challenge contact, and and it's early, always, early in the count. Yeah, it's easier said than done because you can be careful. You challenge Robinson Cano. We've seen what that happens. We mm-hmm. you challenge Cruz and Seager. This is one of the better middle of the orders in our division. So. Um, it's not just simply throwing the ball right down the middle and challenging contact, but if he can uh, can maintain his pace by by throwing competitive pitches early in the count, uh, then he can mix and match with things and dictate dictate the rest of the bats. There you go. It's AJ Hinch. Thanks a lot for catching up and good luck for this series. You got it, Sparky. Back with more Asher Launch right after this. Barnett, a slender right-hander. He's got a lot shorter hair this year. Here's the pitch, and that's on the inside corner, two and two. Yeah, his hair last year long enough for him to have one of those man buns. One of those what? Man buns. Man bun? Yes. 2-2. This is low and in. I know what you're talking about. I just wish I could grow one. (laughs) Me too, partner. Me too. Three and two, one out, nobody on. The Astros with the five to two lead. The pitch for Barnett is grounded foul into the Rangers dugout, third base side. At least you're able to grow hair, though. So you got that over me. So congratulations. Yeah, I appreciate that. <laughs> hey, uh, Garrett Cole has a man bun. He does. Anybody else on this Astros team? Guys who have hair long enough to do it. I think he's the only one who actually has one. Three two pitch, got him. Well, a quick pitch, and he threw the slider off of it. Here's Bregman. <laughs> Brad Pitt had a man bun. Colin Farrell had a man bun at one point. Antonio Banderas, 1-0 pitch, in on the hands and fouled off. That's how you say his name, by the way. How do you say man bun in Spanish? Manboon. <laughs> We're going to have to go to Rosetta Stone on that. Harry Styles had a manboon. <laughs> that Beckham soccer guy. Here's the 1-1 one, one to Bregman. It's at the knees, 1-2. and two. How do they, they wrap those up with rubber bands? Yeah, yeah, like uh, hair ties, yeah. Like lunch lady? There's no hair net. Lunch lady has a mamboon. 1-2 <laughs> in the dirt. I think by being a lady, by definition, it means it can't be a man bun. Woman Boone. I think it's just a bun in that instance. Welcome back. Robert Ford joined by Hector Rondon, new to the Astros this year and off to a really good start to the season. And uh, just, uh, Previous five years in the big leagues for you with the Chicago Cubs and uh, Cubs wound up non-tendering you after last season, which made you a free agent and wound up coming over to the Astros. How did that develop with the Astros? Were, the, the, was there mutual interest? Did, the, was it early in the offseason? Yeah, that was that was early. They they make a, they make a lot of interest for me and uh they, they 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 really try to enjoy me to come in here and uh, and I have the opportunity to come in here now I'm here and try to 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 help the team the, to win you in spring training you made one appearance early and then got shut down and then came back and, and were much better after that was there anything in particular that you needed to do between that first spring appearance to, to your next one that that got you back on track I feel like I make uh, I know my, my first out in the spring training was horrible. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know that I know that I had to work to to my delivery, feel comfortable, and everything to coming back to the game. I think that was a different for me to in spring training to take me time, put me down, to recovery, thinking what I what I had to do, and 
make the adjustment and uh, right now everything start working together. What's been the biggest difference for you so far this year as opposed to, to last year with, with the Cubs? Feel comfortable. That is yeah. the that is the the key for me right now. Try to to feel comfortable, to feel uh, normal for me to come into the mound, and I think that that is going on right now. Try to try don't think it too much and throw the ball and throw my my stuff. You are kind of in a unique situation in that you come into an Astros team that won the World Series last year. You were with the Cubs 2016 when when they won the World Series and so you know what that experience is like and you also know what it's like to be with the team trying to repeat like the Cubs were last year got got off to a slow start. What do you think is the key for this Astros team if they want to try and get back to where they were last year based on what you experienced with the Cubs last season? I mean, I know it's, it's hard anytime you win the championships and coming next year because uh, everybody coming to to try to 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 play hard to your team. Right. And every time that they, they, they give you the 100%, but I think the guys, they know and hear that what, what we need to do it, try to come in and, and don't, don't worry about last year, just come in here and play the game the right way. And I think that they know, I think that's the key for us. I know it's gonna be tough to try to do that, but I think the goal everybody have in, in our mind to, to do this. Now you came up originally with the Indians, that's the organization that, that signed you and uh, wound up being a rule five pick of the Cubs before the 2013 season. You missed almost two full years with injuries with Cleveland. Had Tommy John surgery had had a, another elbow injury, only pitched in nine games total, I believe it was, 2010 and 11 combined. What kept you going during, during that time, and was there ever a point where you thought, uh, maybe I should do something else? Yeah, yeah, uh, especially after the second surgery. Mm-hmm. Uh, I come in to, I go, I go to the Indian, they they try to, to to do and rehab with me, and I tell him no. Let me give him my surgery, and I go home, and I and I do a different. Yeah, I try to do something different. But the good thing for me, they they still believe in me, mm-hmm. and they always uh, have a, have a nice to me to 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 do my rehab. And uh, that was the I think that was a big part for me to try to do that rehab with nothing on my mind, just doing. That's it. Let's see what's happened. And I think that was a that was a really huge for me to come in and play baseball. They copy me a roof eye. I get lucky in that moment. And I think that that was because of all the work I've been doing before before coming to pitch. So uh, I want to say thank you to God to, to give me the opportunity. You were a starting pitcher before you had all those injuries in the Indian system, became a reliever after after dealing with those injuries. Do you, did you feel do you feel like you you had the right mindset to be a reliever? Did it take a little bit of time for you to make that adjustment? Uh yeah, take takes me time because uh like when you're starting pitching you think different. When yeah. you come into a bullpen I feel like uh, you have to be more aggressive to a home play. Mm-hmm. And uh, that takes me like I feel like a a year, full year in the big mm-hmm. league to, to get that mind. But but everything started working together for me and uh, and uh, and I want to be a reliever for all my life. I don't want to be more like a starting pitcher. So you're not one of those guys who wants to go back to start. Not really. I don't. I don't. I don't think so. My my. If we are working to do that, probably I I I I I, I do it. But I don't want to right now. So <laughs> I want to take it easy in the bullpen. Well, you're doing a nice job in the Astros bullpen, Hector Rondon. So glad you're here. Thanks for joining us. Thank you so much. This is the Houston Astros Radio Network.